correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. radiocom Welcome to Me and Steve Talk RPG, the podcast where me and my friend Steve try and help you get the most out of your role-playing game experience. Hey folks, what's up? Welcome back to Me and Steve Talk RPGs. I'm Steve, and uh, tonight I am only one Steve, unless the other Steve comes in a bit late, but he was having power issues. But I'm only sort of one Steve. In addition to the many voices in my head... I am joined tonight by someone who has now joined the ranks of the Honorary Steves, that being none other than the D20 Network's own GM Chris. What is up, Gamer Nation? So, uh, welcome to the show, Chris. It's Honorary Steve. I'm an Honorary Steve? Yes. Uh, you, Hooli, Brett now, um, JT, I think, has made an Honorary Steve. Um, and I think Egg Embry. Wow. I, I'm not sure. It's 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 a very unofficial list. Egg's awesome. I love I love egg. Egg is cool. Egg's great. Um, but uh, yeah, we we figured we'd have you on. And irony of all irony, Steve is the one who actually set up you coming on with us this week. But well, as you and I are talking, it hasn't happened yet. But the uh, we're down to what about fourteen hours? Yeah, less. Uh, gosh, yeah, not it, it's what six thirty six p.m. Central Standard Time right now as we are talking. And at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, we will be launching the Kickstarter, extremely belated Kickstarter for Gamer Nation Con 9, the Fellowship of the Gamers. Take place April 4th through 7th in Plano, Texas, uh, 2024. And I'm stoked. Oh, dude. I finally got to go. Well, both Steve and I actually got to go for the first time last year. Yeah. And it... (sighs) It was a blast. That is the the easiest way to say it. I mean, we did a recap episode about it with um oh, with Ben. I can't think of his last name. Erickson, the one columnist. Yeah, yeah, Ben Erickson. Uh, yeah, Cyr- Cyril in our community. Yeah, is, yes, is, yes, is, uh, his handle. Yeah, you know, and and we talked about it, but it really, it, it, in a lot of ways, it doesn't really feel like a convention to me. No, not to me either. I described it as kind of like your gaming college gaming club had a homecoming week event <laughs> and and that being me being there accurate, for the yeah. first time you know that, yeah that, yeah it's it i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of mystified by it and i've i've been to i've been to a fair number of conventions in my day as i'm sure you have and um yeah i'm not tooting my own trying to not trying to toot my own horn here cuz I, I have no idea how how it is how it is i have no idea why it is how it is if somebody asked me to replicate it, I could not tell you. But I mean, I think the size has something to do with it. I mean, it's hundred, what, hundred and fifty people max, even at the busiest like times. that. Yeah, I mean, it's a double retail space, basically. Yeah, ba- basically. And what what I love, what I've always loved about the D twenty Radio community is, for I, I, for whatever reason, Destiny has aligned our fans kick ass. They, they are they are genuine kind helpful wonderful people and and they always have been and so it's like half the con are people that we've known for a decade 15 years in some cases a part of the network community and it's it's like it's like a family reunion 
But at the same time, as people find podcasts and we have new podcasts like this one, Join the Network, as you guys did a couple years ago, mm -hmm. um, and the community grows, we get new people come and the family just starts growing and growing and growing. And it's, I, I don't know what it is, but even people who come for their very first time, they make lifelong friends. And it's just, um, it's crazy. You, you can come and, and not know a soul. And this has happened multiple times. And within 20 minutes, you, you're welcomed and you are at a table with strangers gaming and you, they will not be strangers in the next two hours. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just, it's, it's wild. The, um, yeah, but like you said, the, ven the venue that we're, we're, we're grateful to be hosting it at uh, is a place called the Dallas Games Marathon. It's in Plano. And, um, it's a, it's like a double retail space that is, it's a board game club is what it is and like it has members and they pay like a monthly fee to be able to go whenever they want but any schmo can walk in i think it's like seven bucks for the night you pay seven bucks at the door and you can like just play and they have an on-site library of over 2700 board game titles i would say i couldn't remember what the total was but i know it's a lot <laughs> yeah it was it was it was 2500 last year and 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 in the intervening 12 months they've added another 200 plus titles so it's 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 bananas so it's like even even like if you're if you're not an rpg player you're you're a board gamer they have everything and you know it, it's pickup game galore and but but you know we can talk about it, but there's a lot of other fun stuff that happens at the convention and mm -hmm. it's it's wild and i you're you're coming yes i'm assuming this that, year that is it you know assuming things don't go horribly wrong but that is the plan <laughs> both of us both both steve and i are planning to come again i have to double check with jesse jesse had a blast last year yeah oh he he, he is a blast so we, <laughs> oh he is uh, and it, it was fun like you said you talked about the community aspect of it and yeah. you know yes as a as a podcast host on the network i get to rub elbows maybe a little more with certain people digitally you know or virtually than than the average person but it was still you know i met I don't know how many people that, okay, yeah, I see them on a discord or a forum and I recognize the name and then you end up playing a game with them and you know, whatever. And I mean, turns out we met someone who's now part of our weekly online group who actually came up with the crew from Austin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and just, I mean, yeah, you, you just end up talking with people and this and that and, you know, cool stuff and you get to play cool games and all the cool people and, it's weird too sometimes to put faces with names that you knew and yeah. like I'm just gonna say I don't know what Scott Zumwalt looked like in my head, but it was not the person that Scott Zumwalt is in person. <laughs> well, well, you know, you 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 and I you and I are are, are beautifully proud fat beards. And, you know, Scott's like a svelte, slim, very fashionable looking dude with like this perfectly trimmed beard and you know, he 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 looks like he should be he should be sucking on a beer in a bar somewhere. He's got a motorcycle <laughs> jacket, you know, and uh... <laughs> but yeah, it's just you know, like like and, and then like I said, you you know, I think I had breakfast two mornings with Jonathan Morningfire, you yeah. know, you know, ran into yeah various other people, and it just but it very much you know, it's like you know, you'll see a post on the Discord. Who wants to meet to go to breakfast? That's the other thing I have to shout you out for too. Okay, one, the little diner out in front of the place is amazing for breakfast. Yeah. And then there's that Turkish place next door. God, that place is good. That it place is. is real good. And I don't know if he does it every year, but last year, he's like, are you with the thing next door? And we're like, yeah. Okay, discount. 
Oh no, that wasn't planned. That was just him. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just him. No, no, that was that was absolutely fantastic. So yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked. Uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be great. Um, but but uh, we we've got we've got a lot of exciting uh, planned. I mean, I, and so much is on the Kickstarter. Which by the time anyone's listening to this, the Kickstarter will be live. Right. All you gotta right. do is go to Kickstarter.com, search for Gamer Nation Con, and it will come up. It's Gamer Nation Con Nine, the Fellowship of the Gamers. Um, our guest of honor show notes as well. Oh yeah, link in the link in the show. Thank you. Um, our guest of honor this year is somebody I have wanted to make our guest of honor for a long time. We we've had a lot of guests of honor over the years, and and I would say the majority of them um, are are game designers and game writers. Okay, obviously it's it's a gaming convention, but you know we are nothing if not nerds, and we have a lot of dis- disparate hobbies. Um, a few years back, our our guest of honor was uh, Michael Whitwer, um, who is an who is not a game designer; he's an author. Um, and and wrote uh, Empire of Imagination, uh, the incredible biography of Gary Gygax. Uh, that if you, if you haven't read it, um, uh, and that was wonderful. And I I I, I want to start bringing in more authors as guests. Mm-hmm. Um, and our guest of honor this year is Brev Tanner, um, uh, GM Brev. Now Brev has been a podcast host for multiple shows, actually on D twenty Radio over the years. And uh, he's currently a co-host of of uh, the Movie Defenders, which actually was on D twenty Radio for a long time. But you know, it's it's a movie podcast. It was very niche. They they got an offer to join a cinema network uh, of oh, a wow. set of cinema podcasts, and and they 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 were they and they they were so sweet. And they came with like guys, we're we're thinking of, of leaving D twenty Radio and going to this. We're like, great, go! Like D twenty Radio has always been this place for, uh, to put it bluntly, fledgling podcasts to have a home. You know, for for for, for cross pollination, we've had multiple shows that have have quote unquote graduated to huge followings, and they're doing it professionally. A lot of people, uh, the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast, with its millions and millions of listeners and downloads, they started once upon a time on the D twenty Radio Network. A lot of people don't know that um, uh, because Chris, the amazing Chris Lackey was a fan and a, and, a, and a gamer. So you know, we they just needed a home for cross pollination. But uh, anyway, Brev Tanner is an author himself um he he's an amateur author he is one of the you know we, we steve how, how often have have we had conversations like we have some awesome role-playing sessions and we take notes and we run campaigns and we're like man this would make an amazing novel i'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna write a novel um brev actually did it <laughs> to to a degree to a degree um the uh, there there's some campaign adventures that that inspired um, an incredible series uh, called The Kingdom of the Gods. Uh, he wrote part one called The Dark Tome, and then part two called Riders of the Storm. Uh, part three, uh, Shadows Caused by Light, is actually planned to come out uh, later this year. Um, and I, a little birdie told me we might actually be getting uh, unveiling the cover of part three, um, uh, Shadows Caused by Light, at the convention. But, like, Brev is not only a good author, it's actually good, and I <laughs> highly recommend you go to Amazon. Um, and, and get these things. So many of us want to self-publish and we are not successful at it. Getting in with a publisher and an editor is very, very difficult if you're an author. But in the 21st century, we live in a world where self-publishing is a reality. And Brev decided to self-publish and has actually been successful at it and is actually making money doing it. Now, I'm sure no small part of that is the fact that these books are really good, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but by the same token, like that's a lesson that can be shared. I, I, I am going to have to schedule my games 
to where I can make sure to attend his panel because I want to, I want to hear the wisdom mm-hmm. of, 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 of how he managed to work the game. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. So, so we're thrilled to have Brev as our guest of honor. And then beyond that, he is consistently one of the most requested GMs at our convention over the years. He's been multiple times. And if you've ever run a game with him, he is a truly phenomenal GM. So we are absolutely thrilled to, to welcome him as our guest of honor. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. The other thing we're introducing this year is something a little new, and I would like for it to continue. We are going to have an artist in residence at the convention. Okay, I'm intrigued here. Her name is Becca Wright. She is almost 18 years old. She is a nationally award-winning artist who has received, at this point, from last time I, I spoke to her, she was deciding which scholarship to take um, <laughs> oh. of, of, the, of the multiple she'd been awarded. Um, and that includes uh, the Chicago School of Art, uh, Des- Art and Design in Chicago, uh, Rhode Island School of Design, like, like, like big, big, big names, right? She's, she's going to be an artist. It's going to be her career. Um, she's a fantastic artist. She is already since the age of, I think, 15 or 16, she's been doing commission work and she is going to be on site making art and taking commissions that will be produced there and available and, and delivered during the con. So sketches, character shots, profile pics, you know, you, you want, you want your character sketched out? Here you go. And I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, so this is another something I've 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 kind of wanted to do, you know, for a small little con like ours. That's oh, that, yeah. that's 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 something else. But um, very thrilled to have to have Becca Wright there as our artist in residence, and um, hopefully for future cons, we'll continue that trend with additional artists, you know, who can not only you know sell some of their work, but you know, be there to to do commission, let people leave with a memory that is you know, something much more tangible as well. They can leave with I'm, I'm very excited. Oh yeah. Well, and it's, yeah. I mean, that's just, it's always cool to meet people like, okay, I can draw occasionally decent stick figures. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I am, I am not an artist in that regard. And, and I have a lot of admiration for people who have that ability. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just, but it's such a great time too. And, and you know, you keep adding to that. And of course, then there's just, like you said, you've got, and by the way, this board game, when you say they have 2,700 games, I can tell yeah. you from personal experience, there is literally darn near anything. Like I remember there was, there was a box or two of a chess set or something, right? Cause that's sure. a board game. Then there were like one or two, maybe even more copies of Gloomhaven. There yeah. was, we ended up looking at, it was like the original, I don't know if it was Milton Bradley or Parker Brothers or whatever. We just picked it up and we're looking at it because we thought it was interesting, but it was like, you know, original release, Planet of the Apes game. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, so there's like everything, you know, I ended up playing a board game that I've owned for three years for the first time there because they had a copy of it. It was Munchkin Panic. <laughs> oh, Munchkin Panic's great. And yeah. uh, uh, it's based on Castle it. Panic, which I've, I've, right. I've, I've never played Munchkin I played, excuse me, I've played Castle Panic which is a fantastic cooperative game. Well, Munchkin Panic is can be played co-op or it is kind of a versus. Ah. And like I I own it. I've had it. I picked it up at a at a local like discount place cuz it said Munchkin on it and it was 10 bucks when you're at Christmas. I it's still somewhere here. I believe it's still in my, sh- my shrink wrap in my house. <laughs> but it's a fun little game and, and it's literally but there's just 
everything you can think of, you know, and, and like you said, we get to use all that. You do the, the gamer points thing, which I thought was really cool and all the, yeah. So, so there's, there's, we can talk about that. There's XP and then there's gamer cred, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so gamer cred is the game. There's two games within the convention. Okay. And actually we'll be revealing details later. There's going to be three this year. Um, and, and there'll be a third that will be unique to this convention because of our theme, um, which, you know, obviously it's Gamer Nation Con 9, the Fellowship of the Gamers, nine members of the Fellowship. Uh, so obviously our theme is is Tolkien and fantasy, which I know is your and Steve's least favorite setting, you know, in terms of fantasy. I have um, plans. I, I, I hope you do. Um, I sincerely hope you do. Uh, but but uh, so yeah, that that's that's obviously last last year uh, for Game Nation Con eight, it was Game Nation Con eighties. So we we had a lot of fun with that. Um, but with uh, our standard games within the convention, we have the concept of gamer cred. There are collectible buttons that are worth a point value that you can earn for doing certain things at the convention. And we have standardized buttons that are available, uh, you know, con to con to con. Um, and then we have others that are unique to that specific year's convention. And uh, you're on camera showing off your collection right now. Um, yes. And you, you can only ever earn a specific button once, and it has a point value associated with it. And that point value totaled stays with you as an attendee forever. And so every year uh, that gets you some benefits. Very specifically right now, uh, you get early registration when it comes to event registration if you meet a certain gamer cred threshold. And then, but honestly, the real value is having a bunch of cool, unique buttons and showing off your swag, right? Yeah, it, it's just fun. It adds another yeah. layer to it. Um, the other interesting thing that we do is the XP system and the Sunday auction. Now, I'm not going to take credit for this because we blatantly stole this from another convention. Um, our good friends at Reaper Miniatures, uh, uh, they do ReaperCon in Denton, Texas uh, every year. And... Um, uh, this is something we we saw when we, we we experienced going to ReaperCon, and we're like, we must repurpose this. Uh, they, they they have a system called ReaperBucks, so we we call it XP. The idea is that the convention tracks every hour of game that is played, whether you are running a game or playing a game. We really don't we don't care if you are running or playing a game. Every hour you are doing so, you are awarded ten XP, and there's physical XP that you are handed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you you continue to earn XP. The more you play, the more you earn. We get donated and we purchase a tremendous mountain of swag. Cool crap. And of course, games. Games, 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 games. Board games, role-playing games. A giant mountain of swag. And at, after the closing, as a part of the closing ceremony on Sunday at 2 o'clock, um, at the end of the convention, we auction off the entire pile of swag. And the only currency you can use is XP. So, and it doesn't carry over between conventions. So the more you game, the more currency you have to leave with free games and gaming stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, always, always fun. And we, we've always had a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, we've got in and gotten donated. Did you, did you or Steve manage to leave with anything last year? I got that um, Twin Tower roller tray. Oh, you got the dice tray. That, that, oh. uh, Dar I, I think Darren donated that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the it was like three three D printed, like as a Star yeah. Wars themed dice yeah, tray. It's got two different like, like, roller turrets. Yeah, like the, the the rolling turrets or were Death Star turrets. Yes. Oh yeah, that great. That's a great. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it was. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I think I can get this in my bag on the way on the plane home. I know Steve got. I think he got uh, a hard copy of Everyone Is John, and got nice. you and Dave to sign it. Um, and I think he got some other stuff. I don't remember what all. Okay, so so our, we we have different pledge options for the convention, as you know, and mm-hmm. we we offer twelve MVG badges, most valuable gamer. Um, it's expensive. Okay. Like, like you're like your, your average badge is 70 bucks. Okay. That's, that's, that's what a basic badge is. Um, and that's four day all access. Okay. Uh, we don't charge for events either. So it's like, like that, that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. The MVG badges are $300. Now with that, you, you get extra special swag in terms of, of like the, cause cause all attendees are going to get like, if you pledge for the Kickstarter, you're going to, you're going to leave there with a, with a, a commemorative bag to hold all your stuff. You're going to leave there with a t-shirt. You're going to leave there with other cool swag, right? And that all is included in your ticket price, but, um, they get, uh, MVGs get upgraded swag. Okay. Um, really nice stuff. Usually, usually a heavily upgraded bag, usually very nice. Um, you know, as well as a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, you get a front row seat for the auction. You get unlimited drinks, from the commissary at the convention. So and all the sodas and waters and teas you can shake a stick at. But additionally, what you're really paying for is a guaranteed spot at a game with myself, with our guest of honor, in this case, GM Brev, and this year with GM Dave. GM Dave is going to step up and do a game for the MVGs as well. He is going to run Everyone is John. And from what he's told me, he's going to reskin it to Everyone is Gollum. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Which is going to be fantastic. So yeah, uh, really, really excited. I love our MVGs. Additionally, MVGs get specialty gamer cred buttons of a massive point amount. So you know we have MVGs that might do it for a year or two just so they get some increased gamer cred. Uh, they also get more convention powers. We we were calling them spells this year, but that's another thing we do is we give every attendee um, we print them on business cards so you have them in their one-time use. We have we have convention powers. Um, last year for the '80s, we called them after-school specials, right? They were specials, mm-hmm. um, and this year we're calling them spells. But they're one-time use abilities that you, as a player, can use in your games, any game at the convention. Um, and you tear them up when they're used. They can things like give you a free reroll or give someone else a free reroll. Force the game master to reroll a roll they just made. Yeah, I, I remember. I don't remember what all they were, but I remember them last year. Uh, and then there, there's like there's like hardcore ones that can like let you reface dice and um, or, or or save you from death, save you from character death, basically. And um, those hardcore ones are given to our 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 higher tier badge holders, like our MVGs and our RVGs, which are um, is is another um, mid tier badge, a really valuable gamer. Uh, those are a hundred dollars. Uh, they come with the increased con powers as well. But in essence, what you're paying an extra 30 bucks for uh, over the 70 for the standard badge is a guaranteed game with one of our special guests, including our incredible podcast hosts that are coming in. So, uh, you know, the, those that are their incredible GMs are doing it. And I believe that includes the Steve's if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I actually started writing what I'm thinking of running for that game last night. And oh I, I will drop the same hint that I dropped on the discord. It'll be using an engine that is not unfamiliar to longtime gamer nation folk. However, I believe the specific system has probably been out of print for 20 to 25 years. Wow. Well, now I'm intrigued. You're going to have to tell ah, me. When you're I'll tell you off the one. air. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very curious to know. I'm very curious to know. So yeah, there 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 are six tickets available for for an RVG badge for me and Steve. 
Um, we've got uh, 12 tickets available for Studio 404. I know you guys have had Phil and Brett on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously they, they've done Starkana and, you know, several other things for Genesis. Um, they're going to be, they've, they've got RBG badges that we're putting up. Um, another incredibly popular and amazing show on our network is Eberron Renewed, um, the live play uh, show for Eberron, where they're literally running Eberron in different systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know DM Eric, there's going to be 12 tickets for him. Um, and then uh, uh, me, uh, as, as a host of the Forge podcast, I'll be selling uh, six tickets just to be RVG to get a game with me, um, a Genesis game uh, for the Forge podcast. And then if you can't come to the convention at all and you're sad, and there's lots of people that have said, I can't make it this year and I'm sad. We have another pledge that you can make on the Kickstarter for a virtual game. It is a $100 pledge. And what that pledge gets you is a, is, is a digital game, five hours, run by me for you and five friends. Sometime between February and May, we'll work out. I, middle of the day, dead of night. I don't care what time zone you're in. Like You can be in Europe. I don't care. We'll make it work and, and you will get a dedicated session and we will make it. We had four of those claimed last year and that had an awesome time. So if you if you if you're really feeling like the, the itch, um, I mean, you know, but, you know, even even if you even if you split it, you know, for like like that, that group, it was only four of them. They didn't even have six. It was just four. And they just it was like it was like, yeah, 25 bucks each. Yeah, sure. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um <laughs> Like they, they, they absolutely, yeah, split it. So that's, that's another option as well. And, um, to try to get, make sure, I just want everyone to game, Steve. I just want everyone to game and be well, happy. And see, now that's the thing too, is right now, in addition to all these games, you've just talked about the, the specialty games, we'll call them. Yes. You have, you'll, once the Kickstarter's through and everything you'll set up, I'm assuming tabletop events again, like you did last year. It's great. It's great. It's free for us, <laughs> at least now. And uh, and and yes. So so uh, like after after the Kickstarter concludes, we will send a, a our surveys out um, to all attendees. Uh, collect them quick. We got to get their T-shirt size, stuff like that. But we'll also be asking for the email they'll be using for tabletop events. Most of our attendees already have an account set up, so just give us their email, and we just assign you a ticket. We will be selling any additional tickets that we haven't sold through the Kickstarter um, through tabletop events um, up through the con. But the kicker is, you're not going to get any swag. Um, so if you, if you you you're, you're welcome to come, and it's the same ticket price, but you will not have a swag bag or a t-shirt waiting for you. Um, mostly because we, once the Kickstarter is done, we got to get those ordered right away. So we, you know, just it is what it is. Um, so we encourage everyone to to register through the Kickstarter. You will get more bang for your buck as a result. You will walk out of there with a swag bag filled with really cool stuff. You will walk out of there with a t-shirt. So. But uh, so, yeah, you know, anyone can who is attending can can schedule a game oh, yeah. through that. And all those games pay XP. In addition to if you're just sitting there, as actually happened to me a couple times last year, like I had nothing for a couple hours. Go grab a board game, round up three or four random people. Here, come play this. You fill out a form, turn it in. Everybody gets their XP. And yeah. so it's really easy to pile up a healthy amount of XP. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. There, there is there is a ream of paper at the front desk that is nothing but game registration sheets. So because I, I would say uh, uh, TG, my wife, my wife Krista, who's one of our directors, she she did the math last year. Fifty percent of our hours played were pickup games instead of registered events, which is not uncommon. 
And and so yeah, we make it super easy. Like like it, it doesn't necessarily need to be a register event to to get XP. But people can register events through tabletop.events that they want to run up till the week before the convention starts. So you know they they can absolutely do that. And you know obviously you know the staff we're going to register a lot of events, but so many attendees like. I don't know. I don't know how you are. Like when I go to a con, I prefer to run more than play. Like I'm the guy who registers events. You know what I mean? And we have a lot of attendees. Like I ended up, I registered three events last year. I ran all three of them. Now, one of those was an RVG game and I brought a fourth with me. I ended up not running, but I played three or four other RPG sessions. Plus went to Sam's panel, assorted pickup board games, I I played in at least four other games now that I can think of it, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you run three, play four, and this is over the course of, we'll, we'll call it four days technically, but it's more like three because you have like a half and then two long days and then another kind of half. It Let's yeah. put it this way. I was very, very satisfied, very, very busy, and rather tired at the end of it all. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of gaming. Usually, like if, if I go to, now it, it's not fair to say Gen Con because Gen Con's like its own beast. Like that's like that's like Mecca. I mean, forty thousand gamers defend, descending into one location. That's it's nuts. But like if if, you, if if I go to any large convention with a few thousand players in it, like you don't you don't spend a whole lot of time gaming. Interestingly enough, you're gonna get good gaming in. But you're gonna go to the merch hall. You're gonna you're gonna walk around. You you know you're. You're probably not going to get you if you haven't pre-registered. You're going to be SOL or, or waiting for pickup or or no shows if you have generic tickets or something like that. That's not really how we operate. Like you will all if you want to game, you will always be gaming. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, I know Jesse told me last year he was just standing in the hallway and you like stuck your head out the door and went, "Hey, do you want to play something?" <laughs> I forget yeah. what it. I think it was your last Starfighter game. He ended up got called in because someone didn't show or something. Yeah, we, yeah, like, we had a no. He show. just happened to be standing in the hallway at the right time. And but yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's that that's 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 really it. And it's 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 just it's it's a tremendous amount of fun. Now, can I tease the special game within the con we're going to have uniquely for this year? I mean, it's your convention. So, cast your mind back. We had a we had a one two year break actually because of COVID. Okay, so I so I, I don't want to say uh, nine years ago. This was more like 11, 12 years ago. Let's get in the wayback machine and we'll go back to our very first Gamer Nation Con, very first one we ever had. One of the gamer cred buttons that we make, we make one uniquely for each convention, and it's auctioned off, um, and it's worth five hundred or like a thousand gamer cred. I forget. It's it's insane. Okay, mm-hmm. and we we. Our first convention, we didn't really have a theme, right? Now they're always themed, okay? But for the first convention, because it was a hodgepodge, it was like, okay, our specialty pin that was auctioned off was the one ring. That's what we called it. And it was it was picked up by someone who is still a regular attendee and will be at the convention in April, okay? The entire convention, and there there will be details in your swag bags when you arrive, the entire convention is going to be on a quest over these four days to destroy the one ring. Hmm. There will be goals that we have to meet as a con, including hours played, types of games played, 
all right, and other very interesting stuff that will get us to certain milestones on our journey through Middle-earth towards Mount Doom. And if these milestones are achieved and they will be publicly available in terms of progress so everyone will see where we are, come Sunday, we may or may not destroy the One Ring. And if we do destroy the One Ring, everybody's going to get something special. <laughs> so I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled and excited um, uh, to do another game within the convention. It, it's a lot of fun, especially one that rewards us for just playing our faces off. Well, it's, that's the thing, right? The whole thing, it is, it is just a celebration of gaming more than a, a convention as you typically think of them. Is, is the way I would describe it. You know, everybody is yeah. just playing games, talking games. You know, I ended up for like an hour and a half last year just sitting there, mostly listening to a conversation between Keith Kappel and Scott Zumwalt. It, it, those, those, those two crack me up because they might play, they might not, but they're typically going to show up just to shoot the, 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 the shite. Um, with anyone who wants to chat gaming. Well, Keith goes, yeah, I, I come to conventions to not play games. I just like to watch people play games. <laughs> <laughs> Keith's fun. I like Keith a lot. We had, we had Keith. We, we had Keith as our guest of honor one year, being, being uh, the, 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 the incredible uh, industry writer that he is. And his, his game he decided to run as, as for MVGs, like the specialty game he ran, was it was a Star Wars game. Okay, Fantasy Flight Star Wars. But the character sheets for each character were six to eight pages long. He wanted to run a high XP game. So every character had, I think, like 10 or 12,000 XP. So like, like basically like Yoda or Palpatine power level. Wow. Um, yeah. And it was, it was like, whoa. Okay. And... It was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be. And, and I mean, he, how many of those books has he had a hand in? I mean, most of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, and yeah, yes. I mean, I, 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 I first met Keith when he was just a fan. Um, and he, uh, he and, and a buddy of his were running a fan site devoted to the previous edition that was made by Wizards of the Coast. Um, which was actually what our first uh, podcast was about um, on the D20 Radio Network, um, the original iteration of the Order 66 podcast. And, you know, worked his way into the industry and started writing and writing and writing and now continues to do so. So uh, he's he's a brilliant guy. So, yeah. Uh, what, what were the dates again? April 4th through the... 7th. April 4th okay. for the 7th. It is it is almost always the first full weekend in April that is not Easter. Okay. So if 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 the if the first falls when I say the first full weekend like within the convention dates. So like if the first falls on like a Friday or a Saturday or Sunday we won't do that, okay? It'll be the following weekend. But if it's Easter, we're, we'll we'll obviously it'll be after Easter. If if sometimes that happens, that's happened to us one once uh for mm -hmm. one of our years. Um but that's always it. It's also going to be Interesting. I've talked to a lot of attendees that are coming. They're actually staying in Dallas an extra day um, and, and flying out Monday night um, or Tuesday morning because uh, Monday the 8th, um, we're going to have, we, we in Dallas are in the actual path for full exposure of the solar eclipse. Oh, that's right. I remember that. I know last yeah. year I ended up staying till Monday just because for whatever reason, flights on Sunday are significantly more expensive than they are on Monday. 
Uh, I think you're going to find it different. Uh, I think you're going to find it very different this uh, for this convention. Um, um, mostly as because of every- looking now, it's still holding true, but that's flight okay. out, not flight in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah. Like I, I think it's coming through at around like one thirty or two o'clock. That explains the rental car prices too. <laughs> um, uh, and so, so yeah, it, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's usually a once in a lifetime opportunity for people to be in the full path of a solar eclipse where you can say like, like you're going to see a partial several times in your life, depending on where you live. But like to see a full solar eclipse is a rare yeah, thing. We had one up here a couple of years ago. Um, I actually watched it in the parking lot of work and uh, just used my welding helmet because it yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. Um, Abs- but, uh, absolutely. I'm assuming you're going to be blocking hotel room somewhere. Yeah. Uh, God, yeah. I'm, I'm, we, 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 we've, we're working with a hotel right now. I haven't confirmed with this yet. We're, we're, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little frustrated by that. Um, I've been hounding them. Uh, but as soon as we have that block, we're going to post it up on the Kickstarter and, of course, make, make announcements and notifications. I'm, I'm going to keep hounding them this week. But uh, doing a hotel block is a fairly recent thing. We've only been doing it the last few years. So, mm-hmm. Well, given that also coinciding, that will be most yeah, useful. It, 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 yeah, it would be most, it would be most useful. And I, I'm, what, my, what my fear is is that that is the reason that they ever slow to get back to us. So uh, I'm just hoping, among hope, that we can get a block. Um, yeah. So we 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 shall we shall see we shall see. Well, I mean, still, it's it's, and I will say, like I said, from personal experience, guys, it's it is an absolute blast. You will not regret going. You will meet great people. You will have much fun, and you can also go next door and get amazing food. <laughs> Oh, one thing I'll say about Plano and Dallas, like it's a relatively expensive trip too, man. Like compared to, compared to a big city like New York, Chicago or LA or Seattle or somewhere you might fly in for a large convention. Flights are relatively cheap. Hotels are even cheaper. Like it's, 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 um, it's one of the cheaper cons you'll attend. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, flights vary depending on where you're coming in from. I know I ended up, I rented a car last year, but the hotel that we used last year was maybe a 10 minute walk. And the hotel, I'm, the, ho- the hotel I'm waiting on confirmation from fingers crossed. We get the block. We're not using that, that hotel again, because we had some bad experiences at that hotel, but uh, the one across the street, which some of our other attendees stayed at and gave us glowing reviews. That's the hotel we're trying to get our block with. Okay. So it would be the same distance. Yeah. 10 minute walk. Yeah. It's, and now I will say last year we had amazing weather. I, for those who haven't listened to the show, I live in the Pittsburgh area. Now, April, Pittsburgh is typically still not very warm. And if you're from not Texas, you think Texas is hot all the time. I'm sure that's inaccurate, but that is the perception. Now, it was warmer in Pittsburgh that weekend than it was in Texas. But that's because we had, a, it was like, I'm going to say 78 here and 76 was the high in Dallas. It was gorgeous last year. Not that you had anything to do with the weather, but I appreciated it anyway. Not as far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing, too, that I just thought was really kind of... So, to to give some of you out there in listener land a uh, recounting of how this went, right? I fly out of Pittsburgh. The other Steve did come to the show, but he, we didn't travel together. So, I fly out, whatever. I get to the hotel. I walk in right at check-in time. Walk up to the desk. 
tell them I'm there like, you know, we're sorry, but we don't have your room ready quite yet. Do you mind hanging around a few minutes? I'm like, well, no, it's obviously it's fine. You know, I mean, I literally got here at check-in time. So I turn around, walk across the lobby, look at something sitting there for like a minute, turn around and in through the door of the hotel, walk you and Sam Stewart. Right, right. Yep. Followed within the next five minutes by the 404 crew, Darren showed up, JT, <laughs> like everybody. So, you know, we end up talking for who knows how long, right? Go upstairs, take care of everything, come back down to go. I don't know what the heck I was going to go do. And there's like this whole little mini like panel type thing going on in the lobby of the hotel with Sam just talking about different stuff and like just like every time you turned around there was an interesting conversation to listen in on yeah it, it's i i can't i can't wait it's been too long i miss my gaming community and i want to see them i want to see them but if you guys are listening to this now the kickstarter is live so we'd love to see you pledge join us and even if you can't make it and you want to run you want a cool role-playing experience Pledge for a virtual game because it helps the convention and you're going to get something really cool out of it. Um, but you should come anyway just to game with Steve. You should get an RVG badge for me and Steve and game with Steve. And <laughs> like, like you're like, yeah, that was y'all's first time at the convention, man. And so nobody mm-hmm. had gamed with y'all before, right? And mm-hmm. you, you know, like you, you, I know for a few of your games, like you had a couple open slots and you were filling in with some pickup players and stuff like that. But by the end of the convention, and this is for all you listeners listening to. By the end of the convention, everyone, and I was I was talking to people and figure, you know, like doing the thing. It's like, well, how were your games with Steve? How was how was your game? And they're like, absolutely amazing. <laughs> like, like your your the the reviews for your sessions were so glowing. The people were like, my God, they ran this. Like, I haven't played this in years, or I've always wanted to play this. And you're like, yeah, God, I can't wait to play with them again next year. Like, it was. It was glowing reviews all the way, man. So oh, I know I had one person tell me they were looking into buying the system I ran for them after the convention. So I felt like that was well done. I will tell you, I had what was initially a slightly jarring experience as a GM. So one of the yeah. games I ran last year was Delta Green, which for those who aren't aware is a, effectively it's a spinoff of Call of Cthulhu. It originally came out as a third-party Call of Cthulhu supplement, has since developed into its own standalone game. But it is a Lovecraftian horror, supernatural mythos horror game that, frankly, I mean, as is to be expected with that genre, can go pretty darn dark. Now, I didn't list it as an 18 plus game because I was anticipating maybe there's like a 16 year old there. Okay, fine. I'm not going, you know, full on, you know, to the levels that the game is, you know, very capable of. A 12-year-old sits down at the table next to me as I'm getting ready to run. Now, as it turns out, one, their parents, or one of their parents, was playing in the game with them. Two, they were one of the best players at the table. And I'm not saying that as anything against anyone else at the table, but they were there for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I absolutely love it. Um, so another thing, too, is we have retired something this year. And there are players that are listening to this and are going to are going to flip out when they hear this. But but let me explain. We've retired Gamer Nation Con After Dark. Those who look at the Kickstarter will see it's not listed as a special thing anymore. We used to do a thing where on Saturday at 9 p.m. we would kick out anyone under the age of 21. 
and people could bring and BYOB people could you know it was it was it was a way to it was a way to ensure we could run games with mature themes and it'd be safe okay but it was also a way to you know drink <laughs> what has happened the past couple cons and we've noticed this this was a very intentional decision is one we're all getting a little older and the appeal of getting wasted while playing games is a little less it's 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 fun you know it's less so, okay? But more importantly, and the actual reason we did this, is we have longtime attendees that now have teenage kids, and they bring them to the convention. And it's been not fair or fun that these talented young gamers, who are really good, are having to jet at nine on Saturday when the gaming's just getting good. And additionally, if they're there with a solo parent, that parent usually needs to leave with them. We had like I think three or four teenage gamers uh, just last year that I recall, I know there were more that, you know, bummed out, had to leave. And we don't really want to do that anymore. I'm proud of the fact that we've got this younger generation of these incredible gamers that are there and are continuing this hobby that I love so much. So we want to make the con more inclusive for them. Plus, thanks to tabletop.events, which we didn't have in the very beginning, we have the way, as you alluded to before, to flag events as age appropriate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so we can we can nip the safety problem in the bud. And if somebody wants to run a game, that's like a hardcore horror game, for example, that's gonna have more mature themes in it, they can flag it as an as an 18 plus game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which which helps us out a lot, uh, but yeah, that that's one thing. So I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because it's one of the things I'm very proud of, and I love I love our teenage and and young adult attendees that are coming, um, and they're they're fantastic and talented gamers, and I'm thrilled that they're carrying on the hobby through our little celebration of gaming, as you put it. Yeah, no, and it is it's 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 wonderful, and and you know what, I can go have a drink anytime I reasonably want to i'm of an age where it's legal as long as i don't drive so what the hell (laughs) i don't need to do that there i mean i did discover that peanut butter whiskey last year though yes you did yes you did and and i have i have no doubt people are going to be stepping outside of the venue to the trunk and uh having having a sniff of something uh here and there and that's perfectly fine Uh, well yeah but like you said I, i believe it's due to you know state laws and whatever you can't have alcohol on the premises with people under 21 i'm i'm no lawyer what i can tell you is that the convention doesn't want the liability and look i understand it completely and like i said i i'm i'm with you on this i mean i i know a session i was in last year lost a player halfway through because of that oh really mm-hmm. okay i was playing so in jerry's go. game he was i'm gonna say the individual by appearances looked to be 1920 ish Oh yeah, I know exactly whom you're talking about. He's a great player too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's an incredible player. That was his first time coming to the con. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, he was he was amazing. Um, yeah, br- brilliant, brilliant person. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So and, and, uh, like you said, you know, you can step outside or whatever. But it let's put it this way: compared to what you're gaining, and and like I said, now my listing for the game, I made it clear it was a horror game. I just and I was intentionally. I knew I wasn't going anywhere too crazy, but it was still just, I'm like, okay. And now, okay. The parents there with them. And I, again, made sure they understood, you know, look, this is 
you know, I said I'm not going anywhere too crazy, but this is a horror game. You are aware of that. They're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, okay. But like I said, that was initially just kind of jarring, I guess. Like I said, the, the, they were a wonderful player, though. Uh, yeah, that, that, that player impressed the heck out of everyone they gamed with. Uh, because you're fairly new to the hobby, but just it's one of the people that's just smart as a whip and picks up on things right away. And like totally, totally impressive. Well, listen, man, we've been yammering on for an hour here. What other questions can I answer for you or the audience about Gamer Nation Con? Well, I, I asked in our Discord, unless someone has just recently posted something, they didn't have any questions. Now, whether that's just because they've heard us yammer on about it for, you know, forever in a day, or they didn't see the post, that's also a possibility. But I don't have any further questions there. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It It is. It is the Fellowship of the Gamers every year. That's just the official theme this year. I know, right? I know. Uh, I am I am even more excited for Gamer Nation Con. And we will unveil, as we do during the closing ceremonies of the con, we'll unveil what the theme is for Gamer Nation Con, which is going to be a little out there. And I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I'm looking forward to that, too. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it really is. And, and the other thing too, look at, okay, you have the theme for the convention and usually with those buttons and stuff, there are ones that pertain specifically to the theme, but there's plenty of games that have nothing to do with the theme or yeah, I, are yeah. only tangentially related to the theme or are twistedly yeah. related to the theme. So yeah, twi- twi- twist, twistedly related. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like it was, it was, yeah, like 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 we're gonna have gamer cred buttons this year that are like because our theme is Tolkien and fantasy, but we want to keep it more generic with fantasy. Like we're gonna have a button for like playing a fantasy themed RPG. Five gamer cred. Okay, I mean like it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty pretty simple right there. Okay, um, you know or, or or something related to that. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. We will uh, after the Kickstarter launches, we'll be publishing our gamer cred buttons uh, uh for the year, so people can start um. Uh, planning what events they're going to run and want to participate in if they, cause we do have, we have a lot of button hunters in, in the community. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Man. All right. Well, I know you have to get going before too terribly long here. So I suppose, look, people just come to gamer nation con. It's a great time. Pledge to the Kickstarter, um, you know, sell your bike. I don't know, you know, whatever it is you need to do, get to Texas, ride your bike to Texas. <laughs> um, it's but a good time. That, we promise. We promise. We'll show you a good time. But uh, with that, I think it's time for Game of the Week. Ooh. Game of the Week. Game of the Week. So you have been here a long, long time ago, and you have played Game yes. of the Week before. Yes. Uh, would you like to go first, or would you like me to? You go first. I want to know what your Game of the Week is. All right. Well, this one, I stumbled across this today, and it's not really a game so much as a kind of a supplement that um, it bills itself as being for the old school revival of the OSR stuff. But here's what caught my eye. So it's called the Dungeon Builders All the Bat... Here, I'll throw a link up in the green room just so you can see it. And then maybe I'll be able to speak after that. Okay, it's called the Dungeon Builders Almanac for Grizzled Adventurers. And so it's pay what you want, I think, or a buck or, or something like that. Yeah, it's pay what you want. Here's the, 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 the pitch on drive through. Too many of our heroes are called away before the adventure is over. 
so we provide rules to manage getting adventurers home when their players have to leave before the session is fully wrapped up. That is the the core thing of it, right? This is Then we introduce the most frightening concept yet, babysitting. Get your infants, toddlers, kids, and teenagers safely home despite all their help. There's stuff for mapless maps, you know, stuff like that. It, it honestly, look, I'm not saying this isn't stuff we all have our own method for dealing with, but it's pay what you want for crying out loud. It's 20 pages. Suggested price is all of a dollar. We've all spent a dollar on dumber things than this many times. I've spent much more than a dollar on really dumb things. <laughs> and I don't know. It just seems like something that would be fun to have in the back pocket. You know, there's stuff on, yeah, it, it's mapless maps and the bespoke leads to adventures in bustling geometry defying cities, guidelines on how to mon- modify monsters. Thanks. Again, it's great. Yeah, for a buck, right? <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like for a dollar, you know. Love it, I love it. So yeah, that's mine. The Dungeon Builders Almanac for Grizzled Adventurers, and of course, as always, there'll be links to all this stuff in the show notes, so you can find it if you can't write it out fast enough or understand me to type it. That's hilarious, man. I'm trying to decide. I got two. I'm waffling between two that have struck me lately. Do I have to? I have to pick one. Well, I mean. You could do two. I won't tell anyone. You're an honorary Steve, so. Okay, I am an honorary Steve. Okay, 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 okay. So the first game, um, I got this from my 13-year-old for Christmas. It is a role-playing game. It was kickstarted a while back. It is called, the game is called Alice is Missing. I've heard about this. It is a silent role-playing game. It is, and I'm going to put, I'll put, I'll put the link in green room for it right now. It's on Amazon. It's 20 bucks. Okay. It's on drive-thru too, I think. I don't know. It's what on drive It's is. on drive-thru. But, but if you, if you get it from Amazon, you can get the physical game and it, it's actually uh, okay. a box. There's cards. Like it's, it's a whole thing. Okay. So the, 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 the key premise and we, I have, I've played some stuff like this, but never, I'll, I'll be, I'll be blunt. Never of this quality. It is it is a, it is a true crime murder mystery RPG where the you are playing as the friends of a girl in a small midwestern town who has been missing for 3 days and the you you take on roles and there's there's cards and connections and stuff like that but the, but but and it, it's 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 not it's not a tactical RPG. You're not rolling dice. It, it's a, it's a ro- it's a narrative role playing RPG. You have clues you have to uncover the mystery and 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 it, and it is 90 minutes it is a timed game but the conceit of the game is that in all the scenes that you are playing out none of you are allowed to be in the same place at the same time and all communication happens as text messages on your phone between between the players and like we played in the dark like it was it was a truly remarkable experience and obviously my 13 year old enjoyed it. We had, we had, a, we had an absolute ball. I played with, I played with two 13 year olds, a 17 year old, um, myself and, uh, one of their parents. And, and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was three to five players is what it supports. And, and it was, it was, it was absolutely remarkable. Um, there are all these free assets for it on YouTube, um, including a timer. Like you can just put another smartphone up or a laptop or a tablet that has the 90 minute timer and it's free to watch on YouTube and there's a soundtrack with it and it prompts you when certain game events need to happen. Like it is, oh, wow. it, it, uh, like, yeah, for, for tw- like for 20 bucks, the replayability is so high 
Like I, I can't, I, yeah. So I, I cannot recommend this enough. Um, so I just put the Amazon link in, um, I see in the green room for you. Uh, the second game, uh, I got on the table several months back. Um, and it is another non, it's another narrative game and it's of a very different stripe. Um, the game is called beak feather and bone. I've and heard of this. You can buy it on itch.io. Um, I, I just, I just, uh, possible world games says I, I just put the link uh, in the green room for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never, I've never played anything like this. It is a map labeling role playing game. So there's this beautifully drawn city of Kenku, Ravenfolk. And the way, the way the game is played, you, you take a role in the community and there's, it's lightly competitive RPG. Um, there's, there's no GM or DM. Uh, they have rules for solo play, cooperative play, character focused play. But, but the, the, the idea is that you, you are labeling the map as a part of the RPG. You use a standard deck of 52 cards and you draw a card and the, that tells you the building's purpose uh, and describe and, and like uh, it, and its beak, which is its reputation, um, its feather, which is appearance, and bone, which is its interior. And you literally color the buildings in on the map, and you are building this fantasy city as you go and developing the story behind it. And uh, it, it's really interesting. It can be played as a fun like RPG event thing in its own right, yes, but it's also a fantastic tool to flesh out cities in your in any campaign that i thought was exceptional and like the game itself if if you buy the physical game it comes with a crap ton of maps like that you can pull out and color in but then you can like download all these other ones and print them and uh i think it's like seven bucks on itch if you want to buy it um and uh i i I actually kick-started the expansion they did just recently um, which was like a ton more maps that came come beautifully printed and um, for you to fill in. So, yeah, man, those are my games of the week. <laughs> now, I love game, things like that. They're like, they're sort of a thing in their own, but they're also, yeah. like you said, it's, look, we all know one of the trickiest things to do is to get people and get your players engaged with your setting. If you do this, they're already invested in the setting. They're, they're already invested in the setting. There's um there there the, the first time I ever encountered something like this was a game called Microscope, and you are you you're nodding so you you're familiar I, with it. I'm aware of it. I've never used it. Yeah. Um, actually, was the game of the week of none other than Ken Height when we had him on the podcast. That's 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 awesome. So so my that that was a great episode by the way. <laughs> um, but uh. Uh, yeah, that, that that's one of those things. Yeah, it's a game in its own right, but you can just use it to build a fantasy world, right? Or a modern world or a sci-fi world or anything. And and when the players get that involved, they, they get invested at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, there's another interesting game. God, we're just, now we're just talking about games. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, very much, and, and, and she calls it out, uh, the, the, the writer when she wrote it as inspiration, the microscope was inspiration. There's another game I can highly recommend called Downfall. It's a It's a narrative game. Three players, no more, no less. It's it's a three-player game about the end of, of a civilization. And it's maybe two-hour playtime, and you you do this microscope-style thing to build the world together for, like, the first, you know, 30 minutes of play. And then you have the protagonist, the antagonist, and the support for the protagonist. And you build these characters out in the world, 
And then as scenes progress, you pass your character sheets to the right. So you all get the chance to play these scenes out as the different characters. And the game will end with the downfall of the society. And you you define what the problem is and how the world's going to end and things like that and the conflicts. And really, it's a really zen-like experience. I, I can, another one I can highly recommend That's if you really like that cool. style of thing. Yeah. And and again, you can take the first half of the book and it's like, it's like a very simplified version of Microscope. Like the first half of that book, how to develop your world and culture and stuff like that. You can apply it to any freaking system you want. All right. Well, I want to say thank you very much for coming on to talk about Gamer Nation Con. My pleasure. Anything else you want to shout out while you're here? In addition to like, just tell people to come to the darn convention. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, guys, just 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 come to the convention. It's it's an awful it's an awful lot of fun. Um, and and like, I know I know people can't. I I want people to know they can still. If you want to support the D twenty D twenty Radio's convention, if you if you want to support D twenty Radio, you can still pledge for a virtual game even if you can't come. Like, oh my god, a hundred dollar pledge, dude. Split it six ways. Like how, you know, like, like, like I, I, I love running online games. It's how I get most of my gaming in, but unfortunately, well, for, well, fortunately I have great gaming groups I regularly game with, but what I miss is doing convention style games, one shots, true one shots with brand new players. And so I love running virtual games like this, where I get the chance to game with people I've never gamed before with before. And 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 getting that, it really juices me up, man. <laughs> like like it really does. Um, and so <clears throat> I I I support the con. Go to Kickstarter, Gamer Nation Con Nine. Do a search. I and, and for those of you who are going to come, um, fans of me and Steve, you're listening, man. I I I can't wait to see you there. I know Steve and Steve can't wait to see you there. Although I'm an honorary Steve, so Steve, Steve, and Steve, we can't we can't wait to see you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Absolutely thrilled. Thanks, thanks for letting me come on and yabber about the con, man. Oh, I really appreciate not it. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. Like I said, thanks for taking the time out. I know you're a very busy person. And I guess with that, right, you know, just like to remind everybody, you know, links to Patreon and our Discord and Gamer Nation website, or Gamer Nation, d20radio.com, D20 all that stuff. Yep, yep. It's yep, all down it's in all... the show notes. You know, all that stuff, links to all the game of the week, everything like that. Um, and with that, just like to remind everyone to be kind to each other and get out there and play some RPGs and peace, love and good game. Yep. Take care, y'all. Intro and outro music by the band 12 noon. You can email us at me and Steve RPG at gmail.com You can find us on Twitter and RPGs. Find us on Facebook at me and Steve RPG podcast on discord at me and Steve RPGs. And as always, all of these links are in the show notes. Thank you, and be kind to one another. How much for the cigar? Cigar, 20 bucks, dog. You gotta go down the street to the store and buy that.